Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. Um, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, We're each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. A lot of things going on. A lot of things. We got some uh, callers set up to uh, for our guests this morning. And uh, we are waiting that those lines to uh, ring. And they've been ringing. They've been ringing. We need to pick, get them all in. We'll get those. But it's just so much going on. Some things that are happening. Your uh, former president is, uh, is, is uh, well, he's indicted. He's indicted. He, this, uh, they're saying Tuesday. I don't know when he'll be there to be uh, for his hearing. His indictment, we never know. We never know. We just, it's supposed to be this coming Tuesday. And I'd like to know, what do you think about that? Should they indict the president? Should they treat him like he's above the law? Uh, remember now, uh, he, uh, he's not supposed to be above the law. But he's supposed to obey the law and be uh, obedient to it just like all any other citizen. But this is going to be something that we're going to have to watch for the simple fact. Do you think violence could break out if Trump is indicted and then taken to court and found guilty and go to prison for all this happened oh, just an indictment that's coming up could this start violence in America is he calling for it he knows how to call he knows how to rile his, his uh, constituency and uh, he knows how to get them riled up and go to war Look what they did. January 6th. Uh, you know, he, he riled those people up. He got them. He knew what was happening. They did exactly what he wanted them to do. And uh, he basically sent them dog whistles to go do what he was asking for. Go, go destroy the Capitol. Don't let Biden be uh, put in as president. And uh, he, he really instigated that. Any, any, any fool knows that. But could violence break out this coming Tuesday? As early as Tuesday. Could shooting start in America as early as this coming Tuesday? I hope we are not becoming complacent. And thinking, oh, no, this could never happen in America. No, 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 no. America is not what most people think it is. Oh, no. You got other rival countries that really would love 
if they if they might be a part of this whole thing to, to stir up trouble in America, just like our elections have been tampered with. They're tampering with everything in America. Could it happen? It's, it's really something that uh, people need to know. Call me. 972-647-1893. Could violence start in America? Could it? Could this end up being something that's really, that's really, that's really treacherous? Could this, could this be something that that would cause those who saw in love with Trump to start wanting to kill people. And when they start wanting to kill people, who do you think they want to kill? Who would they be shooting at? Who would be their targets? I wonder by, why? I wonder about this. 972-647. One eight nine three is the number to call. We want to know. Do well there. Will war start? A civil war here in America. All righty. Uh, who we have Pierre? All right. Good. Uh, good morning, Reverend Barnett, and we have uh, Beverly on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. How you doing? Fine. How are you? I am fabulous, man, since we have him uh, uh, been to go on click, click, lockdown. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> are you glad about that? I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of glad, but yes, I am, because nobody is above the law. And he came in there thinking that he was going to get his stuff excluded from what troubles he had caused in the past and what he has done in the past they was on him anyway he was one of those that didn't take heed the rest of them when they was talking about impeachment and things they had just enough to step down like uh, Nixon like uh, uh, Clinton they had sense enough to walk away this one didn't have sense enough to walk away so he gets everything he deserves all right, all right. Well, now, uh, do you do you uh, believe that there might be uh, a war breaking out? I sure do. I sure do. Because these people, you know what? I, I, I hate to say this on the air, but I don't think they have a soul. <laughs> I really yeah. don't think they have a soul. It's well, we we, we 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 need to see we uh, this with this uh, coming up, and uh, you saw what they did on January six. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. and with him going to, if he go to jail, oh my goodness! And when they lock him up, are they gonna take him in handcuffed? I don't. I don't know. They, I guess they probably won't. But they won't show us that. Truly, they won't show us that one. They, uh, they might. What, you think so? 
you you, you better believe if they take him in handcuffs, you doggone right. The media would like to be have the first shot of that and show that first. They're gonna have that behind closed doors. They they I think they're gonna do it because they have over thirty counts on him, and uh, they're getting him first with the stomach. What's her name? Daniel. Uh huh. They're getting him first on there, but all the rest of them is coming behind there. I I said, I told my friend when I was in school and he was running, I said, he don't need to do this. He's going to tear his whole family down. And that's exactly what's happening. But he done told the whole world down. It's it's unreal how he thinks. It's unreal how they think. And I think whoever was with him and for him, that Lindsey Graham, whatever his name is, He's another one. They all need to be in that, in that, being indicted. Well, was part of that. Well, you're right because there have been several people that have gone to jail already yes. for holding up for him and trying to protect yes. him. Several. Right. So maybe he's just going in, and if he goes, he'll be going in to see his buddies. And, Oh, yeah. And dying with them. What's his name? Einstein, Epstein. What was that man's name? He got killed in, uh, what did they say? He, oh, he hung himself. I don't buy that. I think they killed him to keep his mouth shut. They already had him incarcerated. So yeah. it's, a, it's a bunch of dirty stuff going on, people. And yeah. the money people change. Oh, this whole world is, is just, oh, it's unreal. Yes. But, my grandmother thought it was going to be her time to see it, but it wasn't her time to see it. It's for us to see this. She also said back in the day when I was a little girl, it was going to get you through the water, the boot, and the mid. I'll be John Brown if we're not sitting here watching this stuff happen right now. All right. You Thank got you. it so right. You got it so right. Thank okay. you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. All right, that clears the line. 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Pierre? Imani's on the line, too. Imani? Yes. Good morning, Imani. Good morning. How are you doing today? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm headed to another funeral. Look like the funeral home's the only business doing any good in our community. Churches are closed 24-7. And except on Sunday. They open up on Sunday a couple hours to get the money, then they close. They're on every corner. But I got an article here I'm reading here. It said, it said uh, the question for 2420 election isn't who will win, but will America survive? And they mm-hmm. predicted a civil war uh, in 2420. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think you're right. And, uh, you I, mean 2024? Uh, 20, excuse me, 20, 2024. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm thinking they might be right. But uh, one more thing, since we don't get about an hour, a couple hours every every week to say something in our community, uh, we are having a big function in Houston called B1 Black First, uh, talking about all reparation, all repair. Mm-hmm. And we could quit begging them for their money because mm-hmm. they're never going to pay their debts. And, you know, they're never going to do CRT. They're never going to do anything. And... And we decided, uh, Dr. Boss Watkins, drbosswatkins.com, that we decided to meet in Houston. That's a lot of us. It's thousands of us, in fact. Uh, and they're gonna, we're going to do all reparation. We don't want to beg them no more for what they owe. So we're going to meet. And uh, one more thing, Pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing a promotion for Power Anonymous all over town. Which, when I can find the black businesses, of course, 
the only business in town doing any good in our community is the funeral homes. And so I'm mm-hmm. going around to these different businesses, I noticed something. They Most of them are young people. The young people start up, but you know how many, some of them going to call in this one, they don't even know you own the air and that you've been doing this for all these years. They don't even wake up this time of morning. Did you know that? Well, no, that's young people, you know. Uh, they have to be inspired by the people that are inspiring in their lives, and usually it's the parents or one of the parents. Is those parents don't inspire them to wake up and get up and 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 beginning to think and see things? It's not going to happen until they get to a certain age, which will put us normally 35, 40 years behind like we normally. Uh, most of our people all don't wake up till 35, 40, sometimes 45 years old. Right. I hate to say it, but what? Nothing else that we can do but uh, put it out there. We hear every 7 o'clock, every Saturday morning here. But, yeah, but, but if the parents don't wake their children up, and tell them, tell them to listen. Nothing's going to happen. Well, you know, Pastor, we, uh, I've got a, it's also I'm studying, filth and evil and immorality is, is taking over. When we, it's more filth. Uh, you know, it's almost like revelations is, is coming true because filth is fair seeming now. Mm-hmm. Filth and immorality. And you can, you put on this TV and, 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 and the, it's filth. I mean, it looks like Satan's going to win this war, but we know he's not. But it's just nothing but filth. That's all we hear. Churches never cl- open until Sunday when they're stealing the money. But we don't ever... It's filth. The evil, immoral things. I look at the TV, and sometimes I have to cut it off. It's so filthy. Yeah. And, we, and the people say they go to church and pretending church folks, and they're just laughing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to talk and take up your time, but thank you for your message, Sunday. And we'll meet in Houston with drbosswatkins.com. Okay. Anybody would like to come, we would like to have you to okay. do our own reparations. Where will it be held in Houston? Uh, on the 24th of April. Yeah, where? And, uh, I, they, they, uh, he just gave out his message, Dr. Boss, B-O-Y-C, uh, Watkins, W-A-T-K-I-N-S, and it's about... Well, right now it's about twenty-four thousand, but we're not sure if all of them coming. But we're uh, we're still dealing with power economics, so we we just we just we're not going to look what what they're doing. We're going to start looking at what we're going to do from now. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Thank you for your Thank call. You. Uh huh. Clear the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? Uh, and we have our guest uh, on the line one. His name is Mr. Baker. Yes. All right. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hi, Reverend Barnett. Good morning. Fine. Is this Mr. Baker? Milton? What is this? Clinton Bacon? Yes, sir. Baker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You are a member of of what is Rinker Rush uh, uh, Ministry? I no, 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 sir. I, I am the, I am the president of Help, Hope, Encourage, Love, Protect. We are a, a nonprofit charity in the city of Dallas, and we are hosting the remembrance ceremony of 
the late Reverend Dr. Martin King at the MLK at the MLK Center uh, this Tuesday. Okay, it's going to be at uh at the uh, at uh Ricky Rush Church. No, sir. It's going to be at the Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, Community Center in South Dallas. Okay. What time will that be? Yes, sir. So it will be this Tuesday, April 4th, 2023 at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. at the MLK Jr. Community Center, 2922 MLK Jr. Boulevard, Dallas, mm-hmm. Texas, 75215. Yeah. I think most people, most people know where it is. They, they yes, know. Yes. And uh, what 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 will be going on? So uh, yes, this, this is our this is the uh, ninth year that the city of Dallas has set uh, aside time to recognize and commemorate the assassination of Dr. King. And our keynote speaker will be Reverend Ricky Rush of the Inspiring Body of Christ Church. So for this year, he will be our keynote speaker. So. We will have a ceremony to celebrate the life of Dr. King, and we will uh, do some great things on, on Tuesday. We're, we're, we're going to have we're going to have a choir. We're going to have Dr. we're going to have uh, Dr. King's uh, uh, history uh, explained. We're going to have a choir. Pastor Rush is going to uh, speak, and our theme is daring to dream. So we ask everyone from the community who wants to be involved, who wants to come and observe this great ceremony, to show up at the center at five thirty. We're going to go behind the center in the grassy area. We're going to have our ceremony. We'll be ringing the bell at a, at exactly 6.04 p.m. at the time of the assassination. And we're going to have a, a beautiful program. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it. And we ask everyone, all is invited. It doesn't cost. We mm-hmm. do it every year at the MLK Community Center. And we ask everyone in the city to come out. And let's celebrate the life of Dr. Bumby King Jr. And this this will be this Tuesday, yes, April fourth, yes. the day he was assassinated. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yes, uh huh. Yes. I I have y'all reached out. Well, how have the uh, young people responded to this? The young people are responding great to it, and my I, I myself I I like to call myself a grand grandchild of the civil rights movement. I'm a 42-year-old male myself, so I'm in the middle of, of what I like to call the old school generation and, you know, of course, the uh, young generation. So it, it's our job, especially a young man like myself, to be able to show the generation Z, the Gen Xs, and that younger generation who are not really familiar with a lot of the struggles of the civil rights movement. Of course, it, it's known in school. We have Black History Month, but... Black history is American history, and it should, it should be recognized and celebrated year-round. So mm-hmm. it's our job to educate the young people on who Dr. King is, what he stood for. And not only Dr. King, many of our African-American brothers and sisters who stood up for our rights, for us to be able to have the privileges that we have today. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of young people only think that Dr. King is just simply a holiday, but he's, he's more than an I have a dream speech. He's, he's a lot more. And he's, oh, yes. He's after he's Mm-hmm. And a lot of a, a lot of us are grateful for the contributions of not only Dr. King but many other uh, African American civil rights uh, leaders, activists. But it's such a great thing, and it shows the magnified the power of God that a Baptist minister could be one of the forefronts of change in America. So it's our job to keep not only his dream alive, mm-hmm. but to remind everyone, young and old, of the legacy, the sacrifices of Dr. King and many others 
before him uh, made for us. So a lot of young people are excited. They look forward to the parade every uh-huh. year. And we have a lot of young people who are excited to be able to pass on this message. Uh, I tell you what, we are up against a break. And we'll be right back. Well, you can reach me at 972-647-1893 if you'd like to talk to uh, Mr. Baker. All right. Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the y'all know. Here we go. All right. We are back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. Mr. Clinton Baker is our guest at this moment. All righty. Now, uh, Mr. Baker, uh, again, what was the name of the group you said you were a member of, uh, part of? Yes, sir, uh, Reverend uh, Barnett. Uh, my name, hi, everyone. Good morning, and thanks for inviting me on this morning. My name is uh, Mr. Clinton Baker, and I, I am the Executive Director of HELP, H-E-L-P, HELP, Hope, Encourage, Love, Protect. And our website is help-dallas.org. We are the parade coordinators for the City of Dallas MLK Parade. So if you guys were able to come out this year for the MLK Parade in uh, South Dallas, we are the organizers of the uh, MLK Parade. And mm-hmm. you can find us at the MLK Community Center. And so we're just glad to be here and we're just thankful to be able to contribute and give back to the community. Thank you for having us on this morning. Well, now, uh, when we uh you said, uh, have certain things gone out to some of the schools or anything to try to get those kids uh, out and interested in, in, in what's going on with the civil rights movement should not have ended. And I don't think it's really ended yet. It's still a lot of rights we are not denied. We are denied to have. Absolutely. Uh, uh Absolutely, sir. And the main the main focus that we're doing is to educate everyone that the work is not done. So we want people to understand that we have to have more seats at the table. We have to educate our youth on our mm-hmm. rights. And we have to be able to pass the baton because the work by individuals like yourself, Reverend Barnett, and my parents and my grandparents, the work is not done. And so that's why we have to continue to keep this message alive. We have to continue to educate our youth because... It may sound cliche, but the children are our future, and we have to be able to move the message along. And there are a lot of rights that we do enjoy a lot of rights now in 2023, but there's so many other civil rights and just human rights mm-hmm. that our, our culture, our race, and our people deserve to have equal equity and privileges in. So it's very important for us to continue to educate, teach civil rights in our schools, to not to, to allow kids to take home books, to be able to allow kids to go to the library and read on these things. You know, a lot of us, a lot of a lot of society wants to hide our, our history in America. And America is a great country, but America has a very, very callous and 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 disturbing history. And it is mm-hmm. imperative that we're able to let our youth know that hey, everything's not perfect. We need to be able to contribute and be able to move forward to make this a better country. So Yes, sir. We're doing great work down at the MLK Community Center and in the city of Dallas and around the world. So it's imperative that we inform and educate our children. What do you think of so many whites that are against teaching the critical race theory? Why do you think this is? I, 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 honestly, I honestly believe that 
and, I, and I, I look at it as simple as as, as a mistake. And what I mean by that, uh, for that is when we are ashamed, when we are ashamed of mistakes that have been made in the past, pride comes in the way, and pride is the root of all sin. And you can't erase what happened in the past. You can't erase what happened. All we can do is learn from it. And the solution is to educate everyone. Mm-hmm. There, 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 there's, there's nothing wrong with forgiveness. And when we learn to forgive and move on, we can all grow together. And I believe that because it is, it's such a sensitive subject in the history of America how, of how the African-American race has been treated, not just the African-American race, Jews, different races have been have have been treated very unfairly, and I I believe that. Now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said Jews, right? Yes. yes. Now, have um, you ever thought about we go always reach back and 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 try to help someone that has been racist against us and is racist against us? Do I believe that we should reach back and help someone who's been uh, who's been racist against us? Mm-hmm. I do. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Christian man. I'm a firm believer. I believe in God and Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I was always raised to forgive. Now, I don't forget, of course. You know, I'm no one's fool. But I've been always I've been always taught to forgive. And I do believe for me personally. I do teach my daughter. I teach my children to forgive and, and to give back and help others. Even, even do we I'm, forgive those who have not stopped doing wrong to us? I do. I can't speak for everybody. And, they, and they're still continuing to do wrong towards you, but you continue just to forgive, 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 right? Yes, sir. That's what uh, I'm where about. is that in the Bible? I don't know specifically where is that in the Bible. I don't know specifically, but... Where does anything in the Bible point to that? Uh, God is a... Hey, he, he punished those who have yes. wrong. Now, he punished... You may not get the ultimate punishment, but you might get punished for those things you do you call small things. We have to understand, we can forgive after a person have repented. Forgiveness comes after repentance. But it does not come while the person is still committing certain things against you. Now, people have been racist against us I remember when we could not uh, go and change clothes and be free to worship. I mean, not worship, but just shop. And Neiman Marcus. Who do you think owned Neiman Marcus? Hello? Say again, sir? Yes, Neiman Marcus. Yeah, who owns it? I don't, I don't know who owns this market, to be honest. You ever heard of Stanley Marcus? I have. Well, he was one of the owners. But we were not we were not free to go in that store and try on clothes and different things like that. Black people were not. See, I look at the big picture of everything. Looking at the big picture. We are so quick to forgive. That's why people keep oppressing us because... We do not have the intestinal fortitude to fight back at times when, when, it, when it is necessary. Hello? I'm here. Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to your message. Yes, sir. I'm here. See, and when we begin to uh, teach that same thing to 
our children, they will remain in the same hole that they are in now and the hole that we are in, that we keep forgiving and they keep on oppressing. It comes a time you have to stand up and be men and women and say, no, you're not going to do this to me anymore. When is that time? So, so my, my, my question for you, uh, Reverend Bardetti, is, is there, is, there a, is there a way, is there a possibility that you can still forgive someone for, for persecuting you? Because we don't know, we don't know when a person has uh, made, made up their mind to have a, a repentance in their heart because we, we, can't, we can't read and judge another person's heart. But is there is there a way you can forgive someone and still not forget or still not tolerate their abuse? I believe it's the way you can you, you can you can do both. You can forgive someone and not tolerate their abuse. So what does what does what does forgiveness mean to you? Well, forgiveness well, forgiveness means to me is to is to understand that a person has has wronged me, has hurt me, has persecuted me. And to be able and still to is persecuting. Now, I'm talking about still is persecuting you. We're still being persecuted. We still can't go to banks and get loans for businesses and things that that will make us a great people. We still have things that are happening. The police are still killing us in mass numbers and police brutality. The things that's gone on in the past, you know, you're still discriminated even in purchases of housing, which you can get a loan in. There are so many things that are still going on. But we still keep walking around with our heads down saying we forgive. When will well, when will we stand up and say no? Pinpoint certain things, certain entities, certain businesses, and tell them and let them know you're not going to do business with them. We start bringing businesses down. Then well, no, you start getting well, no, I, a reaction. I, I I certainly agree with your point, and for me personally. I forgive like Christ forgave. He, he, he said before he died on the cross, forgive them for they know not what they do. So you have to also forgive people who are ignorant to what they're doing as well. Now, I don't I don't believe in playing the fool, but in order for us to change things today in this society, we have to get more people educated, get more people educated with the laws. If we're going to be able to have fair business practices mm-hmm. and be able to have uh, equal and civil rights, we have to go inside and change the laws. And that, that means voting for local, state, and uh, federal. That means educating our children. We have to be able to get our children equipped to be able to fight against oppression, against uh, against uh, things like that. So there, there is twofold. I do agree with what you're saying. We have to stand up and fight. I'm not saying tuck your head down and just take it on the chin. But we also have to be mindful that we can't stoop to their level. I don't believe in matching anybody's energy. If they're foolish enough to, to do these things, it's a way around it. The, the theme in the civil rights movement was we shall overcome. We have overcome. It's still work to do. We've over, you believe we've overcome? I believe that we've overcame more than we did in the 60s. It takes time. Nothing changes overnight. It's no, believe me, I know. It was, it was a time that was very, very harsh and severe against us from say the 60s on back. I know I was alive there. But at the same time, there are things we settled too soon. Mm 
we are satisfied too soon. We see we 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 get one little victory. We 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 can sure get comfortable easy, and just relax. When those who are working against us never stop, they never stop plotting. They never stop planning. They never stop persecuting us as they as they do. And we need to stay conscious of this and keep on working ourselves. Now, I wish you had more young men like you. Well, you say you're 40, 41, 42, and uh, yeah, you, you're heading up an organization that's going to uh, make you uh, a man, and I hope these people, you know, whoever you have working with you, stick with you, because if we had more of you around, we could move forward. But when I talk to the average young man, young person, when I talk to them, I begin to realize uh, they, they, have, they don't have a clue to consciousness about who they are or what they are all about. You say you're a Christian? Have you ever looked at what's being preached to you? Well, uh, what do you preach as a Christian? Do you preach liberation? No, I, I, do I preach revelation? Uh, no, liberation. 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 Yes. yes. Of course. I, yes, yes, sir. Of course. In what? In, I, what, I, in what manner? I I I, be, I believe in men leading families. I believe in conscious thought. I believe in men like and like you said earlier, uh, Reverend Barnett. I believe in men educating other men. There are some young men who who grew up in households without fathers, without their guidance, without their leadership. I am a man who was raised by a female. My grandmother raised so. It, 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 oh. it is still it is still true that you can be raised in a household with a female and still get out here in this world and make a difference and make a change. You sure when can. I couldn't get from my grandmother, I had to go find men like yourself. I had to go find mentors. I had to find deacons and pastors and community leaders. I had to find mm -hmm. men who could lead me in the right direction. So the, to me, the key always, especially in the African-American community, is getting behind a strong male, a strong man, and mm -hmm. who, who has a purpose. You have to find men, like-minded men and women, who are living within their purpose. So I do believe in preaching liberation, not not just of our of, of, of oppression, but of financial liberation. Being able to be uh, financially conscious, financially. Well, see, that financial part is a part of uh, liberation. That Absolutely. is a part of liberation. I tell you, we got callers on the line. Like speak to you. Let's bring bring me a call on now. And take him for this break. All right, we we have Riza on the line too. Riza. Yes. All righty. Good morning, Riza. Uh, yes. Go right ahead. I uh, do you watch television. Do I watch television? Yes, sir. Do you watch television? Are you talking to my guest this morning? Yes. Well, no, I'm talking to you. I mean, yes. I. I Okay, um, basically, there's a like a TV commercial. It has to do with Jesus, Jesus commercial, and I just wanted to share this because you rarely see this happening in today's world, where mm -hmm. there's a young black child, a young white child, and they grace each other with just love. You know, you don't really see that in today's world at all, and that just breaks my heart. 
Well, what are you saying? Two children hugging each other? That, what are you saying? They have not learned bigotry, hatred, and ignorance yet? Well, no. I'm just saying there's no love in this world, you know? And I'm sick of it. There's nothing. I mean, no humanity, even since the Ronald Reagan, he started all that humanity stuff. What happened to humanity? What happened to that? Ronald Reagan started humanity. Sorry? Ronald yeah. Reagan. Yeah, he started all that uh, humanity, I think. Wasn't it Ron Ronald Reagan? Then he started it all? If it was good, no. Anything good. Now, Reagan didn't start it. No, ma'am. Oh, okay. I got confused then. Who started mm -hmm. it all this? Watch more than t television. Uh, start reading some periodicals and different things like that. And go back and get you some books that's been written, okay. history books. And then you begin to understand why there's so much going on that's negative in America. And you got people today by the by the millions who say they don't want they don't want to see America change. They don't. No. I mean they're so ignorant. They're so ignorant. I'm sick of mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I'm just tired. You know, cause uh, I hear what you're saying about police brutality, you know, uh, your skin color can't trade in uh, can't change into clothes at Neiman Marcus and all that sort of thing. And we can't either. We Hispanics can't do that either. They were just only pure white. And it still is at some places. You yeah, know? You're right. You you are right. You you I tell you what, you start getting you some uh history books. Real history books. Which I'm one? not talking about his story. But uh, well, real which history. One which, which one do you recommend me for read to me to read? Because I'm a great reader. I love to read. You love to read? Let's yes, see a sir. good one. Uh, start with, you can read The Miseducation of the Negro. And you, okay. can, you can read Stolen Legacy. These are good starting books. Like that, uh, Stolen Legacy and, and Miseducation of the Negro. And then get with that and then go forward. I think. Okay. I think, yeah, you you're, you're very nice. You're very nice. All right. Thank you. Thank we'll, you. God I'm, bless you. Uh, God bless you. I'm up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. All right. We're back. And our special guest at this time is Mr. Clinton Baker, a young man, 42 years old, progressive in thinking. Uh, progressive thinking. And uh, we want to take age and really look at it. Do you realize Martin Luther King, Brother Clinton, that Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X ever lived to see 40? I do. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I have outlived both of them. Yes, sir. Yes. They died at 39. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something. That's something uh Age should not be a factor, in many sense, uh, for standing up for your rights. Got to take our age out of it. I've been fighting in civil rights since 1957. And uh, wow. things, it, things, I, I really blame parents for not really 
feeding this into children. I really blame them. Okay, I want to take another call. Let me take another call. Bring another one on, Pierre. Right, Steve is on uh, line three. Steve? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. You've got a good show going on this morning. All right. Yes, we sure have. We got, we've had two young people to call that are conscious. And anytime you get young people that are conscious, you got yourself something. Because the young, like this young man on here now, young man, the Bible says he's strong, can go, can last, can stay, and won't get pushed back. So we got two young people, and we've had two young people alone already this morning. Go right ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a historical note. Uh, Reverend Rhett H. James uh, from Dallas invited Martin Luther King to Dallas uh-huh. uh, back day. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Rhett, yeah. I knew Rhett personally, and uh, he told me he invited Dr. King and went and welcomed him. Right. Pastor right. New Hope Baptist I, Church. Yeah, and I just wanted to make note of that. Uh, my next point is... Uh, our organizations have got to get serious about policing this discrimination. And when I say that, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, a, I'm aware of the FBI and all police agencies uh, not being uh, vigilant about these local localities hiring these prejudiced uh, people in their organizations. And they could do a lot of policing that those uh, agencies, as well as the banking and uh, other lending institutions. They could put in uh, uh, a uh, people in there to uh, to to uh, stop that type of stuff. They could uh, put testers in, like they used to do in housing, to get loans. They like they would uh, mm-hmm. not give loans to black people who qualified for. Them. And so they, I mean, there's a way of, of enforcing these rights, and they haven't been enforced. The laws are on the books, but they mm-hmm. haven't been enforced. Okay. And so I, I'd like to see some think tanks uh, emerge and uh, go to some politicians and, and make some uh, suggestions on how we can get these rights enforced. Well, yes. Penalize these organizations yeah, for but- discrimination. Well, you have a, a man that calls in every week. He's got, he's going in, he's in a think tank, and I think he's inviting. In fact, he's one of our first early callers this morning, letting us know that in Houston, there will be a meeting. So I want y'all to stay tuned and keep listening and listen to Brother Imani. He, he's uh, been pushing for a think tank that's started by someone that, doesn't live in Dallas. I think yeah. Dallas should have its own. And but if if you're not going to be in that, be in one somewhere. If not here, mm-hmm. be in one somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because we're we're uh, receiving a, receiving a, a, a heck of a retreat on, on all of these rights. When you have the governor says he doesn't want any agencies 
that have uh, DEI, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. God have mercy. Uh, when, they take, when they take over the, the uh, 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 independent school board, mm-hmm. school system like Houston, that there's, there's an incursion of, of, of uh, right-wing uh, 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 ideology going on here. This is not fair. Uh, there are many school districts that uh, are on the same level of Houston, and they, they, ain't take, they haven't taken demo. You know, it's a double standard, and it should be addressed. Well, do you know where that started? Yeah, it started uh, uh, back uh, when the when the, the Constitution of the United States was was uh, 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 enacted. Uh, Three fifths compromise of. And all of the, the you know the the apparatus of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's uh, where it starts. Brother Baker, uh, what do you think about what's happening with the schools? Take the school district in Houston. I I do, I do, I do feel like it has to be more inclusion in in the decision making with, with the school boards. I do I do feel like that some some school districts, particularly in Houston, some school boards. They don't. They don't have a lot of. Uh, they don't have a lot of boots on the ground as far as people who are actually with the educators, with the students, who understand what's going on with with inclusion of pay, with doesn't understand how these children are not getting the proper education, how they control what is to be taught in school. I do feel like it's systematic. I do feel like it, it is another way that they're trying to keep certain facts out of our schools. Because that's the first way that you that you stop a generation. That mm-hmm. you keep certain things out of school. You take books out. You take certain subjects out of school. Mm-hmm. Now, I do feel like that is systematic. I do feel like that we have to have more seats at the table to be able to inflict this type of change. So, what, I what, what about good trustees? Now, we in Dallas, we have we have a fighter, and we have those who will fight. In another manner, and then we have one really. Uh, I I don't want to call this this fella's name, but he uh, he sort of seemed to be out of it. He seemed to be out of it. The fighter is a woman, which we all uh, that's Dallas, and that's the way it's been for a long time in the Dallas Independent School District. Uh, we had a fighter before her that was on the board was a woman. But we still need to really support people that fight for us. That's one of the main things we need to do. And parents, they really, many of our parents are young. That's the thing with the school board and school district. Parents are young. You got a kid in the sixth grade, more than likely, their parents probably are still in their 20s and things like that. That's why we're hurting. Can your organization, you think, ever be able to reach out and help those young parents in the school district? Absolutely. When I was was in school, I don't know if they still do it now, but when I was in school, they had classes like sex education. So, like you said, you know, it starts at home. That's the key. It starts at home. And most most African-American children are not raised in a dual-parent home. So it's a lot of factors that impact the decision-makings of young folks today in, in society. So, like you said, most parents, they have a, a, a sixth grader, and they're barely out of their 20s. So we have to be able to educate our children on sexual education as well, of when to, when to have sex and 
you know, be able to invest in their future. You know, a, a, a child in their 20s should still be in college, still be focusing on getting their degree. So there's a lot of things that we have to be able to implement. And like you said, with trustees, we have to have mentors. A lot of us, myself, I'm not as well-versed in, in politics, but I would love to learn more. But I have, we have to have these men and women that are willing to mentor and reach one and teach one. So we can't have just one fighter in our school district. We have to have parents, community organizers, organizers going to these, these school board meetings. We have to be able to rally together. So I do agree with you as far as being able to find a common ground to be able to reach and teach. So that, that education outside of school is very terrible. It's very important. Well, yes, all right. You're so right. When it comes to uh, things like that, uh, uh, we have to teach and also deal with reality. Uh, it's not going to stop anytime soon, if ever. Uh, young people having children, that's not going to stop. In fact, that's the only thing that have really saved us numerically Believe it or not, is young people, young young people having children, because our older people seem like we've stopped, because we quick to imitate others who tell you how that that uh, a nuclear family and all that type of mess they got started in the sixties and seventies that really have brought our, our numbers almost to a halt. We're growing very slowly now, too slow, as a people. Alrighty. Thank you for your call, uh, caller. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, that clears the 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? Uh, Eddie's on line two. Eddie? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Great Reverend. How are you, sir? Well, I can't miss with this. Yes. Mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. That's today. <laughs> it is. That is today, isn't it? I can't hear you. Yes. Well, that's... Adorable. I guess this is the most populated vacation in America, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, these are gullible people. Go. Easily tricked. Elijah Muhammad called them tricksters. Uh -huh. Psychology. It's time for us to stop talking about our weaknesses because every time we talk about anything, it sticks. Yeah. Over and over again. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Every strong. These people, their nature is to kill, to steal, and destroy. Yeah. And we have got to stop all of this gullibility, all of this believing whatever they say. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that out there, but I also want to say the biggest trick done upon anybody lately was Trump to himself. Mm -hmm. You see, what Trump did, he talked about the law enforcement, the judges, and he said he was the only one that had the right answers. Yeah. Right. When, when he messed with the people that control the laws, punish you or let you go, he messed up. Because those people in the CIA or the FBI or whatever, look here, 
They think they are God, and they are not God either. We're God. And when you went against that amalgam of people that administer the law, he messed up, and they're out to get him. And they will get him. This is just the beginning of a flood tide of payback for Mr. Trump. All right. You're so right, Eddie. Eddie, uh, you have, you're a deep thinker. And you got that 100%. I, I really like that this morning. Yes. He do think he's God. He do think he wants to be one. He wants to be a sovereign ruler. But he might be ruling a jail cell. We don't know. Well, Thank I you. praise God that, that he's not above the law. He's under the law now. Mm-hmm. Well, he might be a he might be a victim of the law. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, that clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We're on with Mr. Clinton Baker. All right, he's with help. Yes, uh, Mr. Baker, you're still there. Yes, sir. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for inviting me on this morning. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what's the next step? What's the next step, do you think, uh, would be for you and your organization? Where do y'all, where would y'all like to go? Well, we, we, we'd like, as far as our organization is very local right now here in the city of Dallas. And our next step is to just reach every community in, in the city of Dallas. And I believe that help, no pun intended, helps uh, starts at home. It starts from abroad and then it, it, it spreads. So for us, there's, there's plenty of organizations bigger than ours. There's plenty of other uh, na- uh, uh, state and local leaders that uh, have a bigger message and a bigger platform. Our job is just to get with other organizations that are like-minded, that want to do great things in the community, be able to spread the message and educate our children. So our main mm-hmm. focus for us has always been the next generation, the children, because I'm a middle-aged adult. So as you say, I'm still a young man. I'm still young and I'm strong, but I'm transitioning to being a older man myself. So my my job is to be able to pay it forward to other youth and other young men to be able to grab them before the streets grab them, to be able to grab them before the prisons grab them. So our main objective and focus is not just young people, but more particularly young African American men. Any man that wants to be able to take that message and move forward, but our main target is our young African-American men, our future leaders. Yeah. Your main target is African-American men. We yes, have sir. a great push for women now. Uh, are you going to be a part of that? Absolutely. I'm going to always support our women. I, I, I was, like, I, like I said earlier in the broadcast, I was raised by my grandmother and I turned out to be a, a, a fairly decent young man in this society and Anything that's going to empower our women and support our women, my job as a man is to protect our women. So any organization or coalition that furthers women's rights, I am 1,000% behind it. Man, I tell you what, uh, people sure like you. They like you because all my lines are jammed. They feel, they, they feel you. You uh, have something that I hope you stick with. And uh, the meeting t- on Tuesday evening. And uh, what time did you say? 5.30 p.m. at the uh, Dallas MLK Center. MLK Center. This uh, commemorating 
the death of Dr. Martin Luther King, April 4th, 1968. Yes. And uh, y'all will be, you will be having speakers and uh, different things like that to come before. Yes, and Rick and Rush going to be your all speaker, right? Yes, sir. He's going to be our keynote speaker for uh, this year's ceremony. Okay. Okay. Then i like to thank you. Thank you. You have, every line is lighted. It's good. Let's let's hold on. Can you hold on to a few minutes in the next hour? Sure, yes, sir. All right. I tell you what, they're holding on at 972-647-1893. And uh, we're up against a break, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's I'm going to kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All right, we're back and ready for hour number two. You're invited to worship with us tomorrow morning at 9.30. Heavenly Joy Church. And on Facebook, Marianne Barnett Sr. We'd love to have you with us. We'd love to have you with us. I tell you what, I'll make of this one. Uh, <laughs> a, a man this morning, I call him a baker. That's his name. It's Mr. Baker. Clinton Baker. He's our guest this morning. And I tell you what, we're going directly back to our phones to him. Bring me a call on Pierre for Mr. Baker. He's with help organization. All righty. Good morning, y'all. Can win. Hello? Yeah, we have Red Ghost on the line, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Reverend Barnett and Mr. Baker. Yes. Uh, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Mr. Mm. Baker, it's a, it's a great idea that what you're doing is beautiful. It's going to be over with the Martin Luther King Center. And uh, I'd like to uh, give you, I'd like to uh, meet with you on a project that I was working on with inside of the 10th Street Historical District where we was having young students that's not really, um, uh, really not uh, being athletic inside of the schools, but they do play sports and everything. And we were just building that, that corridor. We were just building that, that, uh, that friendship with, uh, with the 10th Street Historic District, especially working with Townview. So I need a, uh, organization that's a non-profit organization to fulfill these uh, upcycling programs and this um, uh, um, uh, mentor program where kids can go out and still work. We have different people that have property that need to be cut, uh, some things that houses need to be painted with some of the seniors and stuff like that to help these kids to get their community service. And that, that's a building block right there within itself. Once a person knows how to work, and learn how to work. They can go off to do work. And that's what we are not having. They can go off and learn how to play sport and go into the big leagues and stuff. But we're looking for the kids that, that that's gonna go, go go to the army, go home, or go even go to college. But they will still have this skill. And I just need some nonprofit organizations to fulfill my uh, 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 resume uh, on this deal that I've been working on for quite a while here in the 10th Street Historical District. And um, I'd like to see if I could, you know, use, you know, work with you on, on something on, uh, as far as the students to get this knowledge uh, about what we need for our black uh, young people, male and female, to continue okay. to Okay. All right. Mr. Baker, you have an answer? Uh, absolutely, I have an answer. Uh, 
oh, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to give you my uh, contact number. I would love to help out. We would love to help out and work what we can. My uh, contact number is 469-592-1388. 469-592-1388. And I can be reached at the letter C, Baker, B-A-K-E-R, at help minus sign Dallas dot org Lee Baker at help minus sign Dallas dot org hey give me a call give me an email let's uh we'll get off the line give me a call give me an email we'll uh we'll, okay, we'll talk and we'll get together and we'll work out a strategy we're so getting we'll feedback on that line something yeah you get yeah uh, if it's if it's okay if the if uh if uh, Pierre can uh, get that information and we can call back to deliver that out. Because I'm out and about it, just didn't have a pen. All right, Pierre, uh, can you get that information uh, from the call? Caller. We can check back with that. Yes, sir. Hey, yeah. I have a best day, and, and Reverend from Burnett. From the call, uh, we had a Burnett. Yes, huh? Uh, yes, sir. We having on the on the end of, of end of June. We having over at Eloise London. We're going to be. Hello. Hello. Yes, how we get your? Oh, he he was cut off. Uh, He's talking with Pierre now. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Okay. That's good. But uh, when we uh, see tomorrow evening, uh, will will it be in inside the building and will it be outside? What's going? Uh, how how will it be held? So we we usually have our remembrance ceremony outside the building in the in the back in the grassy knoll area. We have it in the grassy knoll area where everybody's out to get. It. I'll give a good breeze and some sunshine. And then we take the ceremony from the grassy knoll area in the back, and then we go to the front by the statue, and we ring the bell for uh, at 6.04 p.m., the time of uh, Dr. King's untimely uh, assassination. So it's gonna we're going to uh, have it outside of the uh, King Center in the back, and then we're going to go around to the front with the, of the statue. And we, then we're going to, after we dismiss, we're going to all meet up in the uh, community center, you know, have benediction, have thoughts and remarks, and then we're going to go along and have our great week. So we're looking forward for everybody showing up this Tuesday. Uh, uh, a young man like you, what did you admire the most about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? What I admired the most about Dr. King was his uh, persistence, his, his sacrifice. The fact that he knew that he wouldn't live to see the work that he put in. So I admire his persistence. I admire his ambition. And it, 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 it's almost sad that he didn't get to live to see it, though. But a lot of us are benefactors of the work that not only Dr. King did, but many other unsung heroes. Dr. King was supported by a great team. So he happened, he happened to be the, the, the figurehead of his, of his great team, but he was anointed. He was chosen by God. And that, that was his purpose, that was his goal, and he lived a short 39 years, but he was able to make such an impact. Well, do so you think I'm, he was able to carry out everything God had for him? I, I, I believe, I believe like Moses, and like Dr. King said in his uh, last speech, he was able to see the mountaintop. He was able to see what the work that God had for him. Uh-huh. The time that, I believe the time that God gives us is the time that God gives us. And I believe that, for whatever reason, his appointed time was April the 4th, 1968. And I do believe while he was here, he did everything that he could do. And his work was continued on by individuals like 
yourself and myself and, and the rest of us. So I do believe that while he was here, he was able to do everything that God asked of him. Mm-hmm. Well, now to the to the uh, average young person who will come along and tell you, look, I I don't want to hear none of that. Ain't ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. What 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 would you have to say to a young person who don't believe things have changed much over the years? What would you say to him? My, my my advice for any young person who who don't want to subscribe to those type of ideologies or who don't believe things have changed, my advice for them is to you you have to learn from the past. You go you go, go find your, your your elders, your grandmother, your grandfather, your parents. Go go like you said earlier. Go to these local libraries. Read a book. Go to a museum. Go to an exhibit. Things have changed, and I like to think things have changed in the past ten years. I, ten years ago, we had an African American president. Things have changed, and I think young people just have to be reminded of of the privileges that we didn't have. And things are not perfect; they're not. So we are all a work in progress. I, but my my job is to educate young people on. If things have not changed, what can you do to help change them and make them better? Well, and uh, you might have uh, an argument with a, probably a young people that say these things because many of them say it. And uh, I thank God brought back to our consciousness allowing certain things to happen, such as all the police shootings and different things like that that's happening because I was listening I used to listen to a radio program where young men would be on it was a sports program and all they talked about they had begun to criticize people like Jesse Jackson Al Sharpton and others saying they are irrelevant data and then all of a sudden this started happening then he changed his tune uh Really, uh, we are people, I'm sure you found it out, that we are people that soon forget how things were. We begin to enjoy what we call prosperity real easy, real quick, and begin to sit back and rest on our laurels. And uh, these things have to be checked and made sure that they are not taken for granted. The things that such uh, likes, such as uh, Dr. King has done, be taken for granted. All right, let's go back yes, to sir. our phone. Yes, let's go back to our phone lines. All right, who do we have here? Uh, BB's on uh, line two. BB. Billy. Billy. Yes. All right. Good morning, BB. Good morning, BB's on line two. Hello? Morning. I think that he's a uh, producer. Uh, Do you have your, uh, your radio on? Your radio on? Do you have your radio on? Sir, please listen through your phone, not your radio. He hung the phone up, I guess. Yes, he I up. guess he wanted he wanted to play this morning. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but see but see, things like this are foolishness 
really, to a certain point, we we can ill afford this, these things. And uh, we have to understand that there are people out there that still don't want to see us free. Have our young people, do you think most of them grasp that? I don't. I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of young people are distracted by by social media, by by different types of uh, entertainment. And when you say things, these uh, Al Sharptons and these Jesse Jacksons, or you know, well, not you. When young people say these these men are outdated, I don't believe they're outdated. I don't believe their message is outdated. I just believe that the platforms of communication have grown so much that people feel that they can get the message from other individuals, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with getting the message as long as, long as you get the correct message. I just feel that with social media and these different media platforms that there's so many different ways that the message can be misconstrued. And so we have to be able to to associate and work with the right people who have the right message. And that's the, that's the, that's the problem we're having. We, we have the Kanye West of the world. We have different other influential people who can influence our youth to, to subscribe to their ideologies and their beliefs. But we have to be able to gather young people around who are going to be steadfast, who are going to be able to keep, keep the flag moving. And that's the problem. We have to be Do able you to think Kanye them. West has a, uh, a message of the, uh, liberation, although uh, he might have been it might be worth over a billion dollars. Do you think that's that that will be the leadership that will lead us out of this quagmire we in? I, I think I think he I think he has a message as far as as far as uh, social economics, as far as social economic freedom. Mm-hmm. I think that he has a message. I think he he understands the uh, social economic bondage that we're in as a people, as far as being able to own our brand and be able, being able to make money. I mm. think that's his lane. I think that's his message. I don't think he has the same message as a Dr. King or a Reverend Jackson or Al Sharpton or even a Minister Farrakhan. Mm. I think he, I think he's more in the lane of if you want to have a business, if you want to own your own brand, I, mm. Adidas, the Adidas brand is calling Kanye West back now to be able to sell their product. So I think he's able to educate young people on, being able to be economically free, so I do think his message in that sense is necessary. Some of the foolish that he does, that he does, I don't think that's necessary for young people. But I do think his message of social and economic freedom, I think that is paramount. All right, I tell you what, let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, who do we have here? Uh, we we have a uh, Wade on uh, lane four. Wade, yes. All righty. And BD first. Uh, BD BD's back. He had a. Uh, a connection issue, and he's back online too. All right, bring him up. Good morning, Beatty. Beatty, you there? Are you there? I don't Hello? think. Hello. Yes, go right ahead. And speak your own name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sitting here and I listened to you all the time on the radio, mm-hmm. and Thank you, you were saying about the president. Yeah. I don't think I think that he should be prosecuted because he's not God. Mm-hmm. You remember a long time ago, a real good friend of mine by the name of Tony Burrell said, "Don't do the crime; you can't do the time." Yeah, you remember that statement? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, then 
he done did the crime. Now, how come he can't do the time? If it's been me, huh? Well, no, you're right on it. You're on it. Because, see, let me, he's not God. Mm -hmm. he, you know what I mean? The Bible says every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. Judge he not be judged. He's going to have to be judged on according to what he do on this earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. Now, he's going to get so much that he's going to destroy this world. And he thinks that he can't be uh, judged and can't be penalized on what he have done. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be. He needs to be locked up. Look okay. at all that what he did in the White House. Mm -hmm. Do you think there'll be a civil war in this country? It's going to be some kind of war. I don't know what kind of civil war. It's going to be some kind of war, and it's going to be over here when it happens. All right. I and thank another, you. And another, and another topic that I want to touch on is the young kids. These young kids are not learning nothing in school. Why? Because of the phone. That's what? Every time, because of the phone. The phone. They the telephone? The, the telephone. They carry their phone in the school. The teacher can't teach because they're on their phone. They tell them to put the phone up. They study calling at them, calling different names and everything. These phones is the main reason these kids ain't learning nothing. Hmm. Well. And where the world, and where the world is right now, but they say the kids are our future. Uh-uh. Kids ain't our future. God is going to bring this control out. If we don't start praying together and stand together and be what God wants us to be, we're in a world of trouble. All right. I thank you. I thank you for your call. Good call. Uh, uh -huh. yeah, uh, we're up against a short break, and you all can reach me at 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with mine, y'all know. Here we go. Well, All right, we're back, we're back. And you can reach us at 972-647-1893. All righty. Who do we have next? Uh, we still got one. Uh, yeah, we, see, we still have Billy, and uh, next is uh, Wade on uh, line four. All righty. Bring Wade on. Okay. All right. Good morning, Wade. Hey. Hello? Good morning, Chief. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, this is what you just wanted to ask you about this crime here in Dallas. And how there doesn't seem to be anything uh, said about it. You know, we had the black police chief every other week. Uh, the... Uh, union leader, Big Motto, was on, uh, whatever his name is, Motto was on television talking about how our crime was and how the police department was, you know, really uh, not excited about us being there and, 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 and the news was down. But now we have killings and nothing said. You know, you don't hear anything. You hear the murder is up and crime is down and uh, you know I thought they both were the same I, I, I just don't understand 
but nobody's saying anything. So, so you, you you are critical of how they are not being as critical of this critical of this chief as they were the black female chief, right? That's exactly right, Reverend I mean, there was a shooting on the corner of Gannon and Westmoreland one Friday, and he killed a guy. And uh, Saturday, they came back, they were having a visual, visual for the young guy, and they shot his mom the next day. So, where was the police? Yeah. Well, yeah. you're definitely right. They are not as critical. They're not critical at all of this particular chief. Maybe he's satisfying yeah. uh, the policies they have, those racist policies they they like. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I know they are. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. They have uh, man, no I, 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 criticism. Yeah. I, mean, I, I'm, I don't think he's for uh, the city man, yeah, I think he has our best interest at heart. But our mayor, I think he's leaning in a different direction. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't see him speaking up because, you know, he was on the committee uh, uh, of the opinion of uh, with the people who wanted our a police chief to lead at the time when we had the black police chief. Now, we have this, this other chief, he's not saying anything. And it, it still seems to be shootings and killings that was going on when the other right. chief was here. So yeah. I can't tell the difference. And these are not his fault. But every time something would happen in the community uh, anywhere, the, when the black lady was a was the chief, it was her fault. Even domestic that's violence right. was their fault. Everything was her fault. Yes, that's right. That's why we need to stay awake and realize. Don't go for the okie doke that they give us and watch. Watch them with a third eye. Please do that. Please do that. Yes, sir. All right. Call me. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you for your yeah, call. Have a good day. Uh-huh. Have a- yes, Mr. Baker, you have anything to say about that? Well, it, it of course it it uh, it's very tragic that uh, the young man lost his life, and of course, uh, it, uh, my heart goes out to the family and the, and, the, and the mother as well. I do believe that when we have have your name, please have tragedy like that, that it has to be, has to be mindful of yes, good of the culture we live in, that neighborhood that we live in. It, um, it's it's a lot of retaliation. I'm sorry, a lot of, um, the crime rate is very high. I do believe that. Sean, all right. We're, we're 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 looking for solutions, and it, it, does, it doesn't just start with the uh, local police. It starts on the state level as well. Uh, we have to do a better job with uh, with the gun laws. I I am a proponent for guns. I am I'm a military vet. I do own uh, a firearm, but I am licensed to carry. So I do believe that in order to control the guns, we we have to appeal to the state. We have to have tighter laws on gun control. And I do believe that guns are necessary in the responsible hands of, of the adults that use them. But I do believe that if we put a tighter uh, ring on guns, on gun control, that's going to affect all cities, all towns in the state of Texas. So I do believe that it's not just a local data police issue. I do believe that this goes to the uh, right to the governor's uh, mansion in the state of Texas. So I do believe that we have to appeal to the governor of Texas to be able to... Uh, 
makes them a gun law. Do you think we have a governor you can appeal to? I think that we have to appeal to whoever's in power right now until we're able to vote him or her out. So do I think we have a governor to appeal to? I, I think the answer is we have to be able to get something out of uh, Governor Abbott while he's still in office. And I don't mean to try to negotiate a deal with him. I mean that right now that's, that's who we have to deal with. So we have to try our best to appeal to him through our law, through our lawmakers and through our uh, congressmen and congresswomen in the state of Texas. Yeah, are you old enough to, you're not old enough to remember George Wallace when he was governor of Alabama, are you? No, I, I, I know of him through, uh, through school, through history. And what I, about H. Ross Burnett? Uh, uh, have you read up on him? Yes, sir. Bill Bo? Uh, not so much. Governor Bill Bo, you know, all right. Well, let me put it like this. Uh, the the present governor we have is in the same league with those people. He's just that bad. We should have voted, and we didn't vote well enough to get him out of office. He is a starch, severe, stomped down, dried, dried and wide, and everything else. Racist. Yes. He's a racist. You have to call it like it is. All right? Hello? Yes, sir. I'm here. All right. I just want to make sure you're still with me. Because you say you want to get out here on the front line and really fight, you have to fight fire with fire. That's the only way. We've never lost a fight that we had. But we never won a fight that we didn't fight. All right. Okay. All right. Let's go. Pierre, who's next? All right. So we have uh, Larry on line three. All righty. Larry. All right. Good morning, Larry. All right. They asked me a question, everybody, if you're a wise man. How is a man going to be indicted and he's under the protection of the uh, uh, civil service and stuff and go in jail? Well, I don't know the answer to that for the simple fact they don't know. Because when you begin to realize that what he's accused of is a federal crime, if it was a federal election, and what he's... He's accused of a federal crime, yet he's accused of a, a state crime. Well, that that's who's, who's that's the way they handle it. It's a federal crime, but a state crime he, he did commit by offering the money. But uh, I think this is, uh, they need to be careful because he can walk out of this thing smelling pretty good if they're not careful. If they're not careful. Hey, but tell me this, what money is. How did, how did uh, Braggs and the lady in, in Georgia get control of Donald Trump and Biden. Get, who? Who did you say? How, how did Braggs get control of this whole situation and it's falling in a black man's hands who's supposed to be inferior? And a black woman's hands who's supposed to be inferior? Braggs? 
Which ranks right. you which ranks yeah, you're Mr. talking Bragg. about? Huh? Mr. Bragg. How did all this whole situation find its all in civil rights hands under Mr. Bragg and under the lady that's in Georgia? Mm, I don't know the answer to that one. I don't, I, I really don't understand that question. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 this is uh, uh, what the young man at Martin Luther King and is uh, uh, is got uh, to understand. You know how civil rights is is playing and raising this ugly head in this whole thing. You know. Well, uh, the whole the thing. The whole thing is really uh, when you have a, a hardcore racist like Trump, you're going to have a civil wait rights minute, challenge. Trump, Trump, wait a minute. Trump is not for the New World Order, but President Biden is. Now what? Well, it depends if you have to discuss Trump with, with Trump and, uh, and uh, President Biden on that. They can tell you why they are for the New World Order. Do you understand the New World Order? What are, what, what are they saying that's different they haven't been saying for the last 50 years? Yeah, okay. That's correct. Okay, but what I'm saying is uh, Trump, he don't want to lose all his businesses to the New World Order. Well, he's made some alliances when he went over there and he's met and he's chumming with uh, Putin and uh, that's... That was really to hold on to what he had, but we found out later that Trump didn't have was nearly wasn't nearly as rich as he had pretended to be. So we well, don't know. Okay, he's not as rich as he's in, intending to be, but he's got to go to jail. Okay, then on a misdemeanor that they're trying to push up to a, a felony. felony. Yeah, they're trying to you push know. it, but they. I don't know if they can. That's why I say I'm, I'm afraid of this because he could come out smelling good. Okay, well, how do I know that Mr. Braggs ain't helping Trump? I don't know. We don't know. We can't know. Mm-hmm. Well, like you remember, God said he was going to leave the 99 and get the one? Yeah. And that seems like what's going on to me. You think that one is Trump? Uh, I think that one is Bragg. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be pulling for neither one of those. Uh, okay. Well, what I'm saying is, God is pulling the whole train. You know what I mean? Yeah. You uh-huh. know, because everybody's up for judgment. Yeah. You know, all situations, no matter whether it's black or white, no matter whether it's Mexican, Chinese, or nothing, God got us all up for judgment. Well, guess when have, have God judged the world yet? No, He's doing it right now. Yes, He have. That's where we disagree. He judged the world oh. on Calvary, and He oh, judged okay, everything okay. we're gonna do right, on, go for that. on, on Calvary. He judged it on Calvary. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you for your call. All right. Okay. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Brother Baker, you can join in anytime. Yes, thank, thank, thank you. I, I like I like to sit back and, and li- I'm a great listener. And nah, you got you got to get out here and start speaking out, speaking because no, I, 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 I you I, have great potential. I can tell. I can, it doesn't take me long to pick up on a person. 
You have great potential. Speak up because you have a good mind. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I, I, I definitely was taught to use these, these two things the side of my head called ears. So I like to listen and learn first before I uh, well, speak out and got a turn. Well, that's true because he gave you two ears and one mouth. So that says what you should be doing, listening more. And that's right. Okay. All right. Bring us up another call. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we have uh, Charlie on uh, line four. Who? Uh, Charlie. Charlie? Yes, Charlie. All righty. Good morning, Charlie. Morning. How are you doing? Fine. You doing all right? Um, I am doing stupid. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. Go right here. You're on air. You're on with Mr. Baker. Well, I think that you perish due to the way in which you think. And we are dumbing down our kids with the concept that if you go to school for four years, you should come back and look for a job. Um, we're investing into cars, we're investing into apartments, we're investing in things that won't create anything for us, but if we invest into our kids, we'll have a brighter future. And by not, by opening up job opportunities for them, um, banks to do something for us, but there's so many of us already, bankers, um, security, exchange devices, there's dollars. But in proposed to them working in the community, they go out and search jobs because that's the concept and that's what they've been taught. But how about we open up the offices for them, we give them the things that are problematic in our community, and they work to resolve those things. And if we feel like there's unfairness in our communities, why don't we bring attorneys, civil rights attorneys, to our communities to start working on our behalf? Oh, we've had so those over the years. Problem. We've had civil rights attorneys over the years and things. But I hear what you're saying. You're saying that we should, once we've gone and finished those four years in college, we should go out and try to create a job rather than look for a job, correct? We should should have a place for them to come to employ others and teach others and what they've learned opposed to going to work for them to continue to impress, oppress us. All right. Well, that's true. And with the concept, with the concept of get a job, it's just a modern way of saying, "Come a new slave." Mm-hmm. And we have that slave mentality that if we don't get a job, we can't survive. Well, and can you start a job like without money? It doesn't take money to start a job, uh, uh, an opportunity. It takes an idea, and if. Okay, you got an idea. How do you finance that idea? Well, if you take, let's say, a grocery store, all that is is a building with separate departments in it. There's a meat department, there's an automotive department, there's a... That's money. All that's money. We have people that's licensed in pharmacies. We have people that's licensed in all forms of automotive. We have people that's butchers and meat specialists. Why do we have to have them to build us the building to do that? Well, here's one thing. Here's where they got us. Here's where they they have us, and we need to break it down. They don't lend money in our community. The banks, lending institutions. They don't have to lend us money. Well, how are you going to build something without money? If you have guys with the degrees to do it, and they need... A degree is not money. Excuse me for a second. They have the work knowledge to triple that money. So imposed to us investing into, let's say, 
a Tesla, give them an opportunity to do it and get a return on the money. Look, they'll lend us money. Equity into it. They will lend us money for a We're car, a house, uh, things like that. But when it comes to business, they do not lend money to black people. That's, that's the problem. We don't do our due diligence. We don't do our due diligence. We have good credit. We have good collateral. We have all. We have everything is needed. But the thing the is, our skin color blocks us every time, huh? What are you there's saying? A criteria for, and there's a criteria in order to receive money from financial institutions. I know that criteria. I know that criteria. And this is why I'm telling you, it's not as simple as you trying to make it. Oh, no. If it was that easy, we'd have businesses everywhere. But they make these lending institutions across America, which very few blacks ever address. We'll not lend money in our community and to our people as they should, as they have signed that they would in order to get a, a license uh, to to do what they're supposed to do. They don't do it, and we don't have Congress people. We don't have uh, uh, legislators nowhere that really speaks out against this. And we don't stand up for it as strong, nearly as strong as we should. We take our money from banks, and um, I mean from churches, and on, on Sunday mornings, and on Sunday mornings, both of us can't talk at the same time. Now, and on Sunday mornings, we take millions of dollars to these banks that will not lend a dime back into our, our community. That's where the problem is. And we can address these problems, but we need to come together as a people, come together as institutions in our communities, such as churches and other different organizations, and demand that they start lending money to those who qualify, which many of our black people do. Now, you try to make it easy and say, we ought to do this, you know, I can get cars, we can get buildings. You can't get anything without money. Hello. Well, um, you know, as long as you think about the problem and not think about the solution, you will never. I be think able to about the solution daily. But if you give me an opportunity to speak about the solution, I, the, speak the truth. Let me let me let me hear your solution. The lift tour rate comes out every morning. The banks add three percent on that, and they make profits over that. With that same formula, why can't we do invest in our own banks? We got monies. We have equities in our lands and things like that. If we take it to the bank and put the monies up so so you can grow on your idea and get the return on it, we're the winners and not them. So why do we need to run over to their institutions and, and beg them to give us some money so that they can become bigger? Let us share those ideas and let's go. We can create our own shark tank. We don't need their shark tanks. But Boy, we that, don't do that because of the way in which we think because we keep talking about the problem and not solutions. Boy, that sure sounds good. Our neighborhoods start investing into our doctors, start investing into our lawyers, stop thinking that we have to go to their neighborhoods in order to value ourselves. Our neighborhoods are just as valuable and our neighborhoods are in a better position oh, than theirs. Uh, do you have a bank? Our neighborhoods with that taxation. Let me ask them. you, do you have a bank? Yes. Huh? Do you yeah. have a bank? Uh -huh. Do I own a bank? Yeah. No, sir. Why not? No, sir. Why? <clears throat> Why you don't own a bank? 
You don't have the money. The have you been down trying to get the money to borrow to open a bank? Have you been down? No, I'm asking you, since it's so simple, you are the only one. Let's say if we use this platform right here, says that if you have a license in banking, would you come to a meeting on Thursday? And would you be willing to talk to, if you have a license in insurance, would you come to that meeting? If you have a license in securities, would you come to this meeting? Now, each one of us, if we take the $200,000, 300000 other black men invest into it, you get to do 10 times that amount in loans, we won't need them in no time with the proper investment. Uh, I mean, there's so many things we can invest. I tell you what, we've we we've run over time. We run over time. I right now. I I, I, I got to cut you off. I'm I'm past break time. So many ways Are you just gonna talk on anyhow? Huh? I told you I'm out of time. Cut it off then, since he won't. He don't want to listen. Yes. All right. I tell you, you can reach me nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? It's, I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. All right, we are back. And our special guest this morning is Mr. Clinton Baker. All righty, Mr. Baker. Yes, sir. All righty. We got you kept our lines full this morning. Oh, well, they full every Saturday. But uh, let's, let's go back and... Uh, Pierre, bring me some callers. All the lines for it. Just bring me any of them on. Bring me the first come, first serve. Is the woman out there on the phone? So we have Councilwoman Caroline Arnold. Ah, I just want to hear a woman's voice. I'm tired of hearing these men because black women, Lord, I must thank you for sticking with us. Ah, good morning, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Yes. Conversation. So I know there are plenty of people on the line, but I want to just be real quick targeting. Yeah, do, do you have a bank? Let me ask you. <laughs> you know what? This, it's awfully whole, easy to start them. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm going to say this. On the topic of banks, because if it was that easy, I would already have a group of folks talking to me about several grocery stores in this core of district board ready to go. Mm-hmm. You have to have the business structure. And, and day in and day out, I do get those conversations from folks who want to create uh, an economic boom, but they don't bring any resources to the table. That's right. So, and that's how money. But mm-hmm. let me just thank Mr. Robert Petrie for continuing to push that conversation around banking below 30. Yes, he I know that I have, Yes, he did. And I have followed up because he brought that conversation to the Dallas City Council. He did make some movement on it. Uh, but the problem is that we kind of dropped it because one of the biggest banks in the city of Dallas that we do business with is not doing business with our community. So... Mm-hmm. Ken called it off of Channel 5 News because of my comments and advocacy asked me a couple of minutes, a couple of months ago to come to contact him as soon as I could get a number of churches or business individuals who had been denied opportunities to do business with banks mm-hmm. to get with him so he can continue the conversation. I haven't forgotten, but the bottom line is I need to give credit to the person who kept pushing that conversation yes, in our awareness yes. is Mr. Robert Petrie. 
And so we, he's adamant about that, and he keeps talking about it, and he's a warrior. And so I thank him for that. But also to move quickly to the civil rights and the diversity and inclusion of which the governor of this state is fighting and continuing to try to turn this clock back. We've got to stay woke on this thing. That mm-hmm. in the city of Dallas mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. we have an African-American city manager that is carrying a load. He gets misread. He gets beat up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes applauded. But I need the audience to understand this morning. It is because of his position on equity and inclusion in this city. He's had to have a he's had a hard fight of getting money to the historically underserved community. Mm-hmm. Now we have at least four of those communities. District Four is one of those. Mm-hmm. He has taken a position of putting. Now he put his neck on the line. That's his job. But he mm-hmm. had to fight to get these twenty million dollars of equity money on the table so that we could try to get some projects or a project in each one of those districts that's historically underserved. Yes. As soon as we talked about historically underserved communities, you had a couple of council members that say this. What do you mean by historically underserved? You don't need oh a high diploma to understand that. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we all vote a whole council unanimously said, yes, we want equity. But as soon as you talk about equity, which is different from equality, mm-hmm. they start backstabbing because it means your district may have to go without some things so the folks who've been denied for decades can get some things. Mm-hmm. And so we have to shame folks often into voting for things that are right for our community. And this is what our city manager's up against and so as he moves forward, I'm going to ask those who care, those who can get on up on off their laurels to start writing and calling. We're getting ready to do a probably three billion dollar bond in twenty twenty four. We have another billion dollar budget coming up here this next fiscal year. And he's pushing for equity and investment in our communities of mm-hmm. historically underserved. Yeah. So we're getting, he's getting ready to be attacked again. They are, it's the same folks. You have to watch them online mm-hmm. when we're in, uh, on session. Mm-hmm. It's the same ones, and they're from different parts of the town. They're not from the South. But their job is to try to cut him up. They do the sneak, sneak uh, attacks through this topic around permitting, getting permits. Yes, that office historically has had some challenges, but they're trying to hold a city manager accountable for everything that happened before he got here. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get that yeah. straight now, mm-hmm. but it's because you have to stay woke on it. He's trying to put money into our community. Had it not been for him, we wouldn't have the five-plus million dollars that we're putting in the bottoms right now in the ground right. for infrastructure. That's mm-hmm. District 4, but guess what? I had to work with him, and then we had to work to get the council members to support us. You have money going into housing. You have money going into infrastructure, but we have to stay woke on it so this continues and that and they don't run him off with those attacks of he's not doing anything. He is, and they're bringing us into that conversation. Well, he, he, he's doing things right. for the wrong community. That's what they—that's right. that's their that's problem. Right. Yes. Now, when we talk about getting engaged, like this young man, as Mr. Baker is talking about today, mm-hmm. join us 
the baker. Get folks to start showing up. Bring your folks to City Hall to speak to protect our city manager, to protect our historically underserved communities and investment of. I need also, you have the, the, the school board member that's in her district. Part of her district is in my district. Mm-hmm. She continues to ask people to stay woke, to come down mm-hmm. to the school board. There are probably four to five people who respond to her. Her community is George Foreman. Her community is, is part of the historically underserved community. So she's doing mm-hmm. great things with her schools. If you look at the data, you'll see that her schools are passing. Yes. Her schools are not failing. So in part of my district, I have failing schools. It's not hers, but she needs our support to come down. I need support for folks to come down, call. If you can't come down, we can even be virtual. It's that. It's just that simple these days. Right. These now, she doesn't have any low-performing right. schools in her district, does she? No, she doesn't. But it, what she that's does that's phenomenal. That's, that's right. almost unheard of but over the years. Yeah. That's because she's woke if she works. Uh-huh. What I'm saying to this young man who's speaking, give her some extra muscle by showing up at those school board meetings. I need extra muscle at the city council. Because it is going to take a fight as we talk about putting money into our to, for environmental justice, mm-hmm. economic justice, quality of, overall quality of life justice. I keep pushing the button behind senior housing, senior home repair. I have seniors walking on the bare dirt. I have seniors with holes in their ceilings. Yes, they have family members that need to step up. Mm-hmm. As the other gentleman talked about it. They got all this money and all these qualifications, come help us volunteer. We've got opportunities to help paint. We, if they have money, I have a list of seniors who need help with their roof mm-hmm. so we don't have to go through a long RFP process. If they have money, expertise, credentials, we don't want no bootleggers, but we got to have <laughs> who can say, look, I can do a plumbing, just like the black contractor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mr. Proctor. If I call him and he has the resources for seniors, He's going to give it to me, whether it's a fencing, air conditioning unit. If he can put his hand on it, his team does it. But I don't have a number. I don't have enough folks to stay woke with me on that. So mm-hmm. I love the conversation, but we need recruits to come and step up so we can shape them in terms of paying it for investing in our community, modeling for our young people, and paying it forward all at the same time because if the, if the young people benefit, we're sure going to benefit as we transition right. to, to the more senior uh, a part of our life. We don't want any bootleg doctors coming to take care of us and, and, and bootleg plumbers. Mm-hmm. We want them to be vested, trained, and focused and sincere about the journey that we're traveling. So thank you for this conversation. But mm-hmm. we've got to have who will show up, stand up, speak up and support those of us who are in office who need the extra muscle because we, I, we're we very versed on what we need to do. We just need the muscle to make sure it gets done. So thank you so very much for listening, but folks need to stay woke on this budget and bond that I'll be speaking on because now is the time for them to continue to write and cite their concerns to the Dallas City Council yes. on what you want to see in the bond and the budget. I, I'm going to give you uh, at least an hour to really come in 
and if we can get city manager, we'll try to get him here too. Right. Uh, just come in. I give y'all two hours because okay. something is happening now that people aren't used to that's never really happened in Dallas to have a city manager that will put his his job. Uh, he has has a family just like everybody else. He needs a job, but he, he re, he's risking everything to, to help our communities because for years we have participated in the bond. We pay taxes just like everybody else, but the money goes uh, to another part of town, and this is what they're angry about, and we need to get people stirred up and need to, for them to know exactly what is supposed to be going on and they shouldn't have to want certain things in our community that we have to go without because we've never had a center manager that cared enough about our community to do something for us. So I'm going to give, right. I, I'm going to give y'all a couple of hours okay. on, well, on here. And, uh, and, uh, Get Mr. Broadnax and then we in the, the black community and all communities that have not have been treated so wrong over the years. We are going to have to get together, stick together, and 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 let this man know that we're with him one thousand percent. All right. Most definitely. We appreciate it. And maybe Mr. Baker can help us. Thank you so much. All right, sure thing. Okay, right. thank you, Mr. Right. Baker. I got to run. We got to go. It's time for me to get out and. Uh, I, I got to go. And thank you, Mr. Baker. And uh, if you need uh, any numbers or anything, just call. I'll get you there and I'll get you hooked up with uh, certain people in Dallas that's really doing some real things. Okay? Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on this morning. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for, for calling. Thank you for listening. Got a run coming next. Is the Workers Beat. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. All left on the line. I'm sorry. Bye-bye.